0: Welcome to episode 16 of the Bulls cast. Uh, just with myself, Ben Goddard, sports editor at the Hereford Times today. Um, Chris is away today, uh, busy with university work and studying. So I'll be taking uh, the podcast today. So not the usual crisp quality that uh, that Chris brings to the podcast, but we'll get through it. And to start the podcast uh, today, we're going to look back at the 1-0 win for Hereford. Second win of the season against Chorley, and what desired what a needed win it was for Hereford. Uh, and uh, they pushed all the way for it, and um, eventually, Miles Story broke the deadlock and got the winning goal. Um, probably all the things that haven't gone Hereford's way in the previous weeks and months, um, since the start of the season, probably did go their way on Saturday. Um, Chorley had a couple of efforts, and um, Brandon Hall was kept reasonably busy in the Hereford goal, but then Hereford had several efforts as well at the other end, so pretty even game that Hereford just probably just probably did enough to snatch in the end and uh, to get that needed three points in the end. And um, It was great to see Christian Pearce leading the back line for Hereford. Um, the central defender has had his problems since joining, to say the least, and um, it was good to see him organise at the back four, and they they. They did look organised. He talks constantly through the game, and he was the man who really set the 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 uh, the the stone for Hereford, the building block for Hereford to um to build on in the second half. Um, clean sheet at half time. Josh Cowan said afterwards was what what they wanted. Um, maybe at expense of um uh, their possession play, and um, instead of playing their usual trying to pass the the team off the park. I think they stood up to Chorley and um and gave them a bit of a lesson uh in how to win a game of football in the end. Um so that was that was good to see and um Christian Pierce showed his experience from the first minute. Um he's definitely what would have been needed. Uh Ben young Ben Pollock's done a sterling job in defence. But it's his first season as centre half and you're you're playing against uh, strikers who who know the league inside out they know the positions they know how to score goals and to throw ben pollock in as a, as a young really young centre-half used to play in midfield for the most of his career but to put him in centre-half and uh and expose him to all that without an experienced centre-half alongside him has probably been uh what um a main part of hereford's problems this season really at the, the back defensively um that Hopefully, the continuity now will start to build between Christian and Ben Pollock at the back and hopefully can build on, on the winning edge, surely. Obviously, only one win, uh, second win of the season, but it's only three points and uh, he, that works easily undone in the coming weeks if Hereford um, don't build on it. And um, I was ch- chatting to Josh Gowlin um, just yesterday. This was a on Friday. I was chatting to him uh, yesterday evening. And you'll hear a clip um, in a little while on what on what he said. But um, he was saying about Hereford needing to build on that performance against Chorley, looking at the Geisley game, and um, and he's he's expecting a result tomorrow um, at Geisley. I think a draw would be minimum from what he expects from his team tomorrow at Geisley. And um, I think secretly. He thinks that they're definitely a winnable game there for Hereford, and the league ta- table would probably tell you that it is a winnable game. Uh, Guys, lead won two, drawn two, lost two in the home ground, um, and have a very poor away record. Um, so, and it's a place Hereford won last season with Tom and Evans scoring a penalty uh, in the first half. A little bit of a dive to get the penalty, but he scored it, and uh, and that was the difference between the two sides. Um it was a bit of a, a smash and grab performance on that day from by Hereford. And um I, I expect Hereford to be a lot more professional um tomorrow. Um I expect them to come away with something, I think, at Guysley. Um I think it'd be disappointing if they get beat tomorrow. Uh I think optimistically, possibly the three points, but we'll have to wait and see, see how that pans out really. And guys, the comments in the week. Um I read something saying here for full time and my, my uh, understanding of the situation is here for definitely part-time hybrid model. Um, so they train, I think two or three mornings a week, uh, definitely a Thursday, uh, and I think a Monday and then maybe one of morning as well um, at the moment. So it, it's, it's uh, what Josh Garland brought in as he came in manager. It's, um, it's a way of getting more under, more understanding with the players I think um, the assumption is that in evening training they might turn up at half six full day work nine to five you grab something to eat half six and then come half eight obviously they want to get going home to their families and um, it's not and if you want to get into the the conference national prem and the football league even, um, you have to work towards a daytime training model. Um, so you have more time sat down in the classroom, understanding tactics, understanding how you're going to play and time in the gym as well um, to build on the players that they've got. Obviously, that doesn't work for everyone. We've seen several players uh, leaving Hereford um, last summer and the summer before that. like um, likes of um, Kieran Thomas, Jordan Cunlane-Lybird, uh, just two off the top of my head. Mike Simmons as well, that model didn't fit him. And um, the likes of Carl Finn le- left in the um, in the summer as well, because uh, obviously their, their work was obviously more important. They could obviously earn more than they could with training in the evenings and playing weekends. And that suited them. Sorry, my phone just going off, didn't have, didn't have this with Chris. But yeah, so um, that suited them and obviously not a model Josh Garling wants his his uh team to to do um so he moved them to daytime training in Birmingham to cut ch- cut down um, travel time as well because obviously you, if your players are coming from the northeast northwest and most of the midlands then uh obviously Birmingham's a central location for them to get to and you don't have to pay them another 20 miles or so to get them to uh to uh where were they training before Hartbury, Hartbury university so you got to pay their travel expenses to get them there and doesn't make any sense if if fans aren't going to go to training anyway because it's out of hereford or Hartbury anyway um does it make any sense to have it closer to hereford than far away i don't think it makes too much of a difference it's not it's a bit here or there really i mean my my um my opinion it's here or there i don't think it matters where they train, if it's not going to be, in, if it's going to be in Hereford, then that makes sense um, not to move it. If, if they were training in Hereford and fans were going to watch the training and and the, the bond was there between the training and the fans, then obviously it makes sense to keep it in Hereford. But while finances don't allow that and players are coming from all over the country to play in the National North, and some for a lot of them, the away games are closer than the Hereford for the home games. Obviously they're greeted with a massive crowd at Edgar Street behind them, so that that makes up for the the extra travel, extra couple of hours travelling. And most of them are seasoned footballers; they're used to being stuck on the motorway for hours, one end, day in day out. Anyway, um, so yeah, I don't think the training makes much of a difference. It being in Birmingham to it being at Hartbury, I think it's here or there. And if it saves the club football m- money and means they can go for different players of a higher calibre player you might want, not want to travel down to Hartbury twice, three times a week, then it makes sense. So we'll move on. After Geisley obviously Hereford got Blythe at home. Uh, the start of a really big run of home games, um, including Kettering, Chester and Blythe. Three, three really winnable home games that could shoot Hereford up the league, really. Um, the Blythe on Tuesday night, it's not a must-win after um, my phone again. <laughs> I'll be paying podcast fines at this rate. Um, But, yeah, it's not a must-win after Geisley because that Geisley... uh, Not Geisley, sorry. My bad. Um, After the Chorley win, that has given Hereford a boost away from the bottom half. If Hereford want to climb the leagues and get towards the playoff positions, then Blythe is definitely one they'll expect to win. Um, And also, the Kettering game will be one expect to win. Chester will be a tough game. You, You... think maybe they get something from that as well so three games i don't know so six points would be a good return anything over that would be fantastic i think six points from the three home games would would be very good return into the christmas period away from hereford and um and i went to watch westfields play on their uh, tuesday night Were there was only herefordshire based team playing on tuesday night and another win uh for fields and their uh only six points away from the top of the league now in the Atlantic Premier. Young side with players coming back in and maybe some additions. Uh, Phil Glover was telling me about them looking to strengthen their squad um, ahead of the, the run-in for the league. Um, so definitely title title aspirations are still well and truly alive at All-Pay Park. So that's good to see. So I will leave you there and, um, and we'll leave you some audio from Josh Gowling talking about talking to myself about Mitch Hancock's um, on loan at York at the moment and the um the reason behind it. Obviously Mitch Hancock's came uh, came to Hereford from Solihull I think with Jamie Grimes being in defence at mind and looking to build on that solid defence, unit Hereford had in the last season and obviously Jamie Grimes leaving made a massive hole and uh and Mitch Hancock is definitely a wing back. Uh, new style attacking win wing back and um it just hasn't quite worked for him at, at Hereford so far this season. Um I think once Hereford shore up that defensive unit with hopefully Christian Pierce and Ben Pollock working tight tightly together, shoring that up, I think maybe there'll there'll definitely be space for Mitch Hancock to come back and um and try and prove himself in a bullshit. um I think there's, there's definitely unfinished business to to come from him with hereford and it would be good it'd be good to see him come back and and put a good showing good forward attacking showing and add that fullback um expansion to the attacking side of hereford and maybe maybe goals will flow from that and then um, we'll come from that next season we saw dan jones have brilliant success last season from it um with a solid defensive unit be alongside him so hopefully mitch Hancock can come back into the hereford fold um in, in the next couple of weeks and months and um and I'll leave you with Josh Cowling talking about Mitch Hancock's and his loan spell at York I'll see you next week and obviously uh, Mitch Hancox is out on loan at York at the moment um, what's sort of the plan with him and how do you think he's playing at York And yeah we went to 2-0 they lost
1: uh, 2-0 to uh, Levington on uh, Tuesday night and I went to the game to have a look at him yeah he's doing well there. he's doing well obviously there. um a bit more of a direct team, so they're a bit different than us. Uh, but, you know, the idea for us was to, to get big out low get some games, get some confidence back up uh, because anyone that saw him pre-season would say he was probably our best player. Um, the season started, it's not quite worked for him at the moment. And But also he's been in a team that's been a bit, you know, we've been unfortunate that we've had injuries and stuff. We haven't been able to play a settled side. So he's, he's been obviously in that. So, you know, for us, we, we just wanted to get him games. Obviously, he's gone out to York, which is a big football club. Um, and he's, he's gone there and he's, he's won a few games there which is nice so you know, if we do bring him back into the fold then at least we've got someone that's got a lot more confidence and, and been used to winning games of football
0: And I'm guessing he's, he's put sort of known as an attacking wing-back and so sort of when we're conceding goals he's probably not the, the best person when you want to tighten things up at the back I'm guessing
1: No, no that, that, I think that's why we went a bit more solid a bit more organised and probably not as expansive as my full-backs normally cause normally my full-backs bomb and they yeah. get forward and, and that stuff. But where we've not had a settled partnership in the middle of the park, you have to kind of tinker things a little bit and probably play a bit more reserve, which is not really Mitch's game. He wants to, Like I say, he wants to get forward. He's playing wing-back at York in the back three so he can get forward a lot more and, and join in. So it's probably not suited him as much um, at the moment, which is why he's got out to play some games and uh, play the system to get his confidence back up. So hopefully, you know, when he does come back in, he'll be full of confidence.
0: Brilliant.